Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor at the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now, get ready to be transformed by this message. Very well. Powerful. Wonderful. Well, we want to receive the Word of God this afternoon, so if you please will stand to your feet for a moment. Let us come before the Lord. Father, we are grateful. We are thankful. Lord, we thank you for an opportunity to come before you to hear your word. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to lead us and to guide us into the sharing of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap your hands together, please, as you take your seats. Wonderful. Well, we have been talking a lot about backsliding. We have been sharing a lot about backsliding. And today we want to conclude our series of messages on backsliding. And God willing, next week we will dive into new things. But today we want to conclude the series on backsliding. And we've been talking a lot about the symptoms of backsliding. Now, I believe you have realized from the things we started sharing in the beginning that backsliding is not a new thing among the people of God. Backsliding is not new when you talk about the children of God. And we have realized that the more you mature in the house of God, the less likely it is for you to backslide. Not that it's impossible, but it's less likely for you to backslide. Abandoning the house of God is commonly associated with some type of spiritual immaturity. Hallelujah. That you leave the house of God and go is a sign of spiritual immaturity. And it's usually with children who do not know the father's heart, who do not know the father's intentions and the father's plans for them. You know, when children are in the house and, for instance, they are being disciplined, and they don't know the intentions of the discipline, you know, they don't receive it well. And it's a sign of a child's understanding. Are you listening? And similarly, it is the same way with spiritual immaturity. It is usually the immature ones who leave and abandon the house of God. And Jesus gave us a nice illustration in Luke chapter 15, which we are going to read today. Luke chapter 15, we want to read a parable that Jesus gave us in Luke 15, and it's from verse number 11, verse number 11, about the prodigal son. Luke 15 and verse 11. We want to read a story about the prodigal son. Do you have verse 11? Awesome. Okay. Luke 15 
and verse number 11. He says, and he said, this is Jesus telling a nice parable, nice story about backsliding. He said, and he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that followed to me. And he divided unto them his living. Hallelujah. He divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. He wasted his substance with writers living. Hallelujah. So right here, we see there are two of the father's children living in the house. The older son and the younger son. So there are two types of people in the church. Two types of Christians in the church. The spiritually mature and the spiritually immature. The younger son and the older son. Now, the mature ones are the ones who are always in the house and always remain in the father's house in spite of what is happening. The mature ones are the ones who will always remain, whether there is pandemic, whether there is famine, whether there is difficulty, They always remain in the father's house. But for the immature ones, anything can drive them out. Having a lot of money can drive them out. Are you listening? Having a job can drive them out. Sometimes having a degree can drive them out. That's the immature one. Having children can drive them out. So anything can drive out the immature one. Hallelujah. So the father, the the Bible says the father divided his wealth between his two sons. Did you see that? He says, and he divided unto them his living. Unto whom? The two children. The mature ones and the immature one, the younger son and the older son, he divided unto them his living. But you see that it was the younger one who gathered all his portion. The Bible says, and not many days after, the younger son gathered all together. He gathered his portion of the inheritance all together and took off. And took off. Are you listening? The older son also had his portion. The older son received his portion of the inheritance. Hallelujah. But he remained in the father's house. The older son, the mature one, also received equally large wealth. But he remained in the father's house. Hallelujah. You see, you may not know 
that you have what you have as a result of your presence in the father's house. You may not know that you have acquired what you have acquired as a result of your presence in the father's house. But often we can think far and then we can see that. The young man had the portion of goose because he was the father's son. He was in the father's house and so that portion of goose fell to him. Hallelujah. The young man received this much wealth because he was in the father's house. There are so many things that you have or that you have been able to achieve or that you have become because of your presence in the father's house. Perhaps you have the degree because you are in the father's house. Amen. Perhaps you have a good wife because of the father's house. Or you have a good husband because of the father's house. There are husbands out there and there are wives out there. Are you listening? I want you to listen very carefully. Perhaps you have that job because of the father's house. Amen. Perhaps you have those children because of the father's house. Hallelujah. Are you listening? The father's house brings you a good family. You have great people to relate with. You have great friendship because of your presence in the father's house. Hallelujah. Some people, they have their purpose to live legally in a place because of the father's house. That even you receive certain direction in the father's house. Amen. But you see, it takes a certain spiritual maturity to prosper and still remain in the father's house. It takes a certain maturity. That you will prosper and still remain in the Father's house. Hallelujah. It takes a certain maturity. You have to be spiritually mature. That you are prosperous, but I still remain in the Father's house. Hallelujah. Are you listening? To have everything you need and still continue to serve in the Father's house, it takes a certain spiritual maturity. Hallelujah. Many people, when they feel they have prospered, when they feel they have done well, when they feel they have arrived, they don't think they need the father's house any longer. They don't think there's any more benefit in the father's house. It takes a certain spiritual maturity to do well in life and still see that your presence in the father's house is vital. It takes a certain spiritual maturity. Hallelujah. But when you are young, the small job you have, you take off. The small degree you have, you take off. This small marriage, it just removed you. Amen. A small apartment, it has taken you off. 
Can I have an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you are immature, you gather everything you have and then you take off. And you go to a far country. What does it mean to go to a far country? To go to a far country means you disconnect. You don't even want to be associated with the father's house. Sometimes you change your number. Sometimes they call you, you will not answer. Because you know that this is a call from the father's house. It takes a certain maturity. Hallelujah. But one thing also that you may not know is that life outside of the father's house is a wasted life. Hallelujah. The Bible says the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance. He wasted his substance. He had wealth, but he wasted what he had. Hallelujah. When you are out there and you are out of your senses, you get that sense of I am okay. You get that sense that everything is fine with me. Are you listening? When you are outside of the father's house, you get that deception that all is well with you. And everything is okay. Your life is okay. You don't need the father any longer. It is when you are out of your senses. When you are not mature. Hallelujah. That you feel that you don't need a father anymore. That you can make it on your own. Hallelujah. It's like a mad or deranged person. You know, the deranged person who is walking naked on the street. You know, there are certain places when people get mad, they walk naked on the street. I don't know why in other places you can't see those things. You know, but in certain places it's a common manifestation of someone who is out of his senses. You know, they just take up, I guess it's different type of demons that. Certain places, they, they, you find them even in the, maybe in the summer, they wear more clothes. You know, winter coats and everything that they own, they wear it even in a hot 90 degree day. But in certain places, they just don't can't take the heat. They just take everything off. But such people, when they are on the street and they are eating from the garbage and they are drinking other people's bottles that they are left in the garbage, they take and they drink whatever is in it. Whether it's urine, whether it's whatever it is. And when they are in that state, you should see them. When they, they finish drinking, they get out and they walk boldly and they walk around happily and they feel that they are okay. Life is good. They feel satisfied. They can go anywhere. They can walk anywhere. They can sleep when they want. And when you are like that, you don't see anything wrong. You see, the Bible talks about the madman of Gadara in Mark chapter 5. The Bible says that 
He says, no man could tame him. He says that he will pluck out feathers and chains. It's as if they bring him home and they don't want him to go. So they tie him down with fetters and with chains. But he will pluck them asunder. And then he will go back to the tombs, to the mountains. And live with dead bodies and cut himself. And crying, but he's dead. And they bring him back. They say, that place is not good. And they tie him down, but he breaks it asunder and goes back. And you cannot understand why. But the Bible says, when he came to his senses, when he encountered the father, when he came in the presence of the father, he was delivered and he came to his senses. And immediately, he wanted to be clothed. And he sat quietly. And the next thing was that he had a desire to follow Jesus wherever he was going. When you have your senses, you see a value of being with the Father. When you have your senses, you see how important it is to be with the Father. No one will tell you. Are you listening? So in the same way, the prodigal son was living a righteous living. And he must have felt very good. He must have thought everything was perfect. He could spend and be spent. He had a lot and he spent it. He could get any woman he wanted. He had money. Amen. But the Bible says, and when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. And he began to be in want. Hallelujah. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. Swine means pigs. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And even that, the Bible says, no man gave unto him. He was so hungry, they sent him to feed swine. That was his new job now. To feed swine, to feed the pigs. And he was so hungry that the husk that he was using to feed the pigs, he wanted to eat some. But that, even that, he was not allowed to touch. He was not allowed to eat that. Hallelujah. And you notice that none of these awful situations happened to the older son. Why? None of these things happened to the older son. He said there was famine. There was famine. There was a great famine that came. But none of these things happened to the older son because he remained in the father's house. He remained in the father's house. Yes, there was pandemic, but he remained in the father's house. Hallelujah. So you don't waste your substance when you are in the father's house. Hallelujah. You don't live a righteous living when you are in the father's house. Amen. 
You don't go hungry when you are in the father's house. There is always sufficiency. The father will always provide sufficiency in his house for those who remain in his house. Are you listening? The Bible says, the ones who wait on the Lord, he will mount them with wings like eagles. When the young ones are weary, he will mount you with wings like eagles. In the father's house, you are mounted with wings like eagles. Hallelujah. In the father's house, there is no need to join into an, a citizen of that country. When you remain in the father's house, say amen. amen. In the father's house, you will never have a need to eat with pigs or even to feed pigs. Hallelujah. Amen. Not in the father's house. Hallelujah. He says he will, he will fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. Verse 17. Verse 17. He says, and when he came to himself. When he came to himself. Wow. Are you listening? Me? When he came to himself. That means when he came to his senses, when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. You will never be hungry in the father's house. I tell you, you will never be hungry in the father's house. He's a God of false sufficiency. You will never be hungry in the father's house. Are you listening? He says, how many servants of my father have bread enough to eat? And I stay here hungry. He says, verse 18. I will arise and go to my father. Whenever you come to your senses, the next thing that comes on your mind is the father's house. When you have your senses... The father's house means so much to you. It is when you don't have your senses that you abandon the father's house. It's when you don't have your senses then you abandon the father's house. But he says, the moment he came to his senses, he says, I will arise and go to my father's house and I will say unto him, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Verse 19, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. Hallelujah. Anyone who seems to feel satisfied outside of the father's house is out of his senses. Whenever you feel you are sufficient outside of the father's house, it's because you are out of your senses. But whenever you come to your senses, the next desire is to be in the father's house. That is the first thing that will occur to you. The Bible says, when he came to his senses, he says, I will arise and I'll go back to my father's house. Hallelujah. The boy returned to the father's house 
with a different attitude. What did he say? He says, go back to the next verse. He says, I will say, and I'm no more worthy. Go back to verse 18. He says, I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I'm no longer worthy. Go to the verse 19. He says, I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. He says, I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me, make me, make me, make me as one of thy hired servants. Make me as one of the hired servants. The boy is now returning to the father's house with a different attitude. With a different outlook on life. He's returning to the father's house with a different perspective of life. He didn't return to the father's house with a mindset of entitlement as a son. Are you listening? He says, I'm not coming back with the same mind I had when I was there. I'm not going back the same. This time, I'm coming back with the mentality of a servant. I'm coming back with a mindset to serve in the house. Why? Because he sees that the people who remain in the father's house, they are servants. He sees that it is when you are committed to doing something in the father's house that you are able to remain. He sees that when I am a servant, when I have something to do in the father's house, when I have a certain responsibility, it will keep me in the father's house. So he says, I'm no longer, I'm not going back as a son. I'm coming back. And Father, take me as one of the hired servants. Take me as one of, I'm no longer worthy to be a son. I don't want to be a son. But I'm coming back as a servant. Hallelujah. I'm coming back as a servant. He has learned a great lesson. He has learned that commitment to the father's house means stability in the father's house. Hallelujah. The senior brother was a son. But he had a servant's mentality. The senior brother had wealth. But he had a servant's mentality. Hallelujah. Now there is something about the father that the Bible reveals to us. There's something about the father that the Bible shows us in James chapter 4 and verse 10. There is something very unique about the father that the Bible shows us in James chapter 4 and verse 10. And it says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Hallelujah. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. So when this young man comes back with the mindset, look at what happened. 
when he's coming back, not as a son with entitlement, but as a servant, ready to serve. Look at what happened in Luke 15, verse 22. He says, but the father, you see, okay, before we go on, let's continue to read from 19. I think we were at 19. He says, and I'm no longer worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him. There were so many people working in the compound, working in the yard. But the father was looking out for the son that will one day come back. Every day he was looking out. So when this young man set off and was coming, and the Bible says when he was a great way off, the father saw him. No one else but the father. The father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. He kissed him. There was love. The father was full of love. He fell on his neck and kissed him. Hallelujah. And he arose and came. And he fell on his neck and kissed him. Verse 21. Then he said, The son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight. And I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me. But the father said to his servant, Right away, bring forth the best robe. And put it on him. Bring forth the best robe. And put it on him. And put a ring on his hand. And shoes on his feet. Is that how we treat servants? Do we put golden robes on servants? But he says bring forth the best robe. How many servants get the best robe? The servant that was in your parents' house, did they wear the best robes? Were they the ones who were wearing the best shoes and golden rings? But with this father, with our heavenly father, when you come with a heart ready to serve, when you come and your heart is the heart of a servant, Bible says you come with humility and he lifts you up. He lifts you up. He says put on him the best robe. Put on him a ring and put on shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. Let us eat and be merry. Let us eat and be merry. This is how the father treats people when they have a servant's heart. Hallelujah. This is how God treats his children when they have the heart of a servant. Amen. It doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter who you are married to. It doesn't matter what your position is at your job. It doesn't matter what degree you hold. If you are able 
to have a servant's heart in the father's house, he will always lift you up. He will always lift you up. You have not seen anything yet. You think you have attained. You think you have arrived. Remain in the father's house with a heart of a servant and see how far he will lift you up. And see how far he will take you. Amen. So that is what we want to do. We want to bring back all of the father's children. All of the father's children who are out there who have joined themselves with citizens of this country and working and doing all kinds of things and being deceived that life is well. They are doing very well. They are having so much. Beloved, it's a wasted life. It's a wasted life. Hallelujah. He said to him, put on him the best robe. We want to bring them back. You and I. We want to bring them back. That the father will put on them the best robes. Put on them the best shoes. And we will kill the fatted calf. And we are going to celebrate. Hallelujah. And that is why next week we are declaring it back to church feast. We are mounting up. Bringing them all back. And we are going to kill a fatted calf. I mean, I guess here in the Bronx, I don't know if there's a fatted calf, but we substitute with chickens. We are going to have chickens. And we will have nice food that we are going to celebrate. So we are going to go out there and gather all the people wherever they are hidden. And we are bringing them back. And when they come back, we are going to feast with them. Because that is what the father does. Hallelujah. That is what the father does. Is it a good thing? Yes. So next week is back to church feast. And we are going to feast with the father. Amen. This is our first back to church feast that we are going to have. And we will see how we are going to have others. We are going to have others. Amen. To celebrate. Hallelujah. Because that is what the Father will do. Amen. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you enjoying the news? Yes. It says, and the Father said, bring forth the best robe. And put it on him. So tell them, bring on your best robe. Put on your ring. Put on your shoes. And come. Because we are going to feast with the Father. Hallelujah. And put on his shoes. And then he said, verse 23, verse 23, he says, and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let's eat and be merry. We are going to eat and we are going to be merry. We are going to celebrate with all our brothers and sisters that the enemy has captured. Some of them captured by work over time, captured by all kinds of situations. No matter what they have done, no matter what they have done, Hallelujah. I said, no matter what they have done, there are good characteristics about the senior brother, but there are certain characteristics that are not good, that we are not going to copy. 
Are you listening? We are not going to question them. Where have you been? All this time we have been here, where were you? We will see some of them in different situations. We are not going to ask. We leave it for the father. Because the father, he runs and he welcomes them. He falls on their neck and he kisses them. Are you listening? Yeah. So if you see the father with some of them and they are talking, don't stand there and say, Reverend doesn't know. Reverend doesn't know what this person has done. Reverend, the father knows. The father knows. The father knows that this thy son, this his son, was once lost. And he's found. Are you listening? So we are not going to question, hey, you have gained weight, oh. Hey, you have lost weight, oh. Hey, what happened to your hair? Hey, we are just going to celebrate. I said, we are just going to celebrate. Amen. Because as far as the father is concerned, the most important thing to him is their salvation. That they are saved from the world. Hallelujah. Do you like it? Are we going to gather them? Are we going to maneuver all kinds of things and then castle them to come? Are we going to do it? You are going to make the father very happy. I say you are going to make the father very happy. The father is waiting for a feast. He has prepared a fatted calf and is waiting. Amen. Amen. We have been through many things. You see, we have been through many things. He says, continue to read. He says, for this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be married. Oh, they began to be married. We have gone through so many things this last year and a half. So many things. We are in our homes. We can't go anywhere. You can't meet your friends. You can't go to school. We have lived as though we don't have legs. We were living as though we were lost. But he says, this my son was dead. Some of us came near to death. Very close to death. Some of us, we look at why we are alive today. We can't even explain why we are alive today. Because we should have died. Oh yes. Some of us, we came close. When the spirit of death was moving like this, he came very close to some of us. But the father stood in. I said the father stood in. Hallelujah. The father stood in. Some of us, we don't understand why we are alive. Why we are alive. There are people who are in our same situation. Are you listening to me? That is why we will make merry. That is why we make merry. Verse 25. It says, now his elder son, where was he? He was in the field. I tell you, to be committed to the house means stability. The mature ones, they serve. 
the, the, the elder son was in the field. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. This place, can we have music and dancing? Is it possible? Oh. Then next week, can we organize some music and dancing? Next week, we are going to have some music and dancing and celebrate. Hallelujah. Our first celebration. And tell your neighbor, don't count yourself out. Say, no matter what is happening, you have to make it to the father's house. He says, and he called one of the servants and asked, what are these things? What do these things mean? And he said unto him, thy brother is come. I want you to listen very carefully. He said, thy brother is come. And thy father had killed the fathered calf. Because everyone knew about the fathered calf that was running around the compound. He didn't say a fathered calf. Do you know the fathered calf? Your brother has come and your father has killed that one. And the reason, the servant gave the reason. He said, the reason is that your father has received him safe and sound. Safe and sound. Through this pandemic, God has kept us safe and sound. Hallelujah. And we are going to celebrate. He says, he has kept him safe and sound. And he was angry. But that will not be you. Senior brothers and sisters, may you not be angry. When you see certain people come to church, don't be angry. Don't ask certain questions. He says he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him in. He was standing outside. He said, I'm not going inside. And the father came out and said, son, come in. Come in. And he answering said to his father, lo, these many years do I serve thee. Now that is important characteristic. You ought to serve. For many years, it doesn't matter how old you become. It doesn't matter how much wealth. If you want to remain in the father's house, find something to do. He said, these many years have I served thee. Neither transgress I at any of thy commandments. And yet thou never givest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But when this thy son... As soon as this thy son, you see that attitude, it's not a good attitude. Reverend, we've been here how many weeks now that we have been back and we are not having any party, we are not celebrating and now you, all these people who have not come, we should go and bring them and we are going to have a party. May you be happy because your brother has come and your sister has come. Amen. He says, as soon as this thy son came, which hath devoured thy living with halots, thou hast killed for him the fathered calf. The father knows what they have done out there. Don't bring it out again. Are you listening? And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me. This is you. He said, you are always here. Pandemic or no pandemic, you are here. 
When we, want, when we went on Zoom, you were there. We have come back, you are here. He says, son, you are ever out with me. All that I have is thine. I tell you, when you are always with the father, everything the father has is yours. All that I have is thine. It was meat. That means it was appropriate that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again. Was lost and is found. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh yes. We have been through many things. And we are going to celebrate. Says to somebody we are going to celebrate. We have been through a lot. Hallelujah. Some of us lost our jobs. But by the grace of God, remaining in the Father's house, he has found us jobs. Oh, yes. Are you listening to me? Some of us are backslidden. We don't pray the way we used to pray anymore. We don't read our Bibles like we used to do anymore. But we are coming back. We are coming back to the Father. I say we are coming back to the Father. We are returning to the Father. But through all, through it all, God has kept us. God has reserved us. God has preserved us. God has protected us. God has delivered us from the many instances when we could have died. God has preserved us. And he has brought us back again. Hallelujah. That is why we want to kill the fathered calf and celebrate. And there are many out there also who are in a state that is not good. Some of them, they are eating with pigs. I tell you, they think they are okay. They think they have degrees, they have jobs, they have this, but they are eating with pigs. Are you listening? It's just a matter of time. You see, the, the younger son, in the instant when he moved, he felt okay. He felt life was good, but it's just a matter of time. And in due time, you realize that life outside of the father's house is a wasted life. So let us go out there and bring our brothers, bring our sisters, gather them. No matter what, we will call and call and call and pick them up and bring them back. That we are going to celebrate. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So today, right after um, choir has that, Shepherds, we are going to have a call center. Do you understand what is a call center? Have you, have you called a place when you are checking on why your delivery has not come? The wig you ordered has not arrived. And you are calling a place where it's supposed to be shipped. And then you hear that as somebody is talking to you, there are other phones that are ringing. That's a call center. We are going to have a call center. And all of us, we are going to share and we are going to call everyone who is not here today. Everyone who is not here today, we are going to call. And call. You call, I call. You call, I call. You call, I call. And call everyone. And when we finish, it will continue all week. And call and call and call, bringing them back. And says, we are fasting, we are feasting. No more fasting, feasting. It's a feast with the Father. We are feasting next Sunday. And we want you to be here. Hallelujah. 
and some of you are going to be asked to do some things. Are you, are you listening? It will be taken care of. God will provide. I say God will provide. And we are going to bring, we want this place to be packed with our brothers and sisters who are lost. Bring them back. Then we will have our service and then we will end a short service and then we will all go. Do you know there's a kitchen here? Some of you don't know. But there's a full kitchen outside of this hall behind this wall. We have a nice kitchen. Nice place. Cafeteria. Nice. And we are going to feast. Hallelujah. And we are going to enjoy ourselves. Because we have been through a lot. Amen. Is it a good thing? Then put your hands together for the Lord and rise to your feet as we bring the service to a close. Amen. Wonderful. So we have work to do this week. Mighty work. And it's a good work. Good work. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Bow your heads with me and lift up your hands as we pray. Let's take a moment. Even this which the Lord has laid on our hearts. Let's take a moment and pray about it. Pray about it. It is the Father's heart, the Father's desire that every son, every daughter who is out there returns to his house. Every one of them comes back to the house. This is the Father's heart. That is the Father's desire. So pray. If anyone's name come to mind, call upon the person and say, Lord, reach out to this one. Father, reach out to this one. Even as we are about to call them, Lord, touch their hearts to answer, to answer and respond to our calls in the name of Jesus. Let them yield to this invitation. Father, we cancel every excuse, any excuse that they have in their lives. Oh Lord, we cancel it in the name of Jesus. Every weapon that the enemy has targeted against them, every hook that the enemy has placed on them to keep them away from the house, every citizen that has joined you, your father's children, Lord, we break that relationship this afternoon in the name of Jesus. And we release all of the father's children, everyone. For your word says, of all that you have given me, I have lost none. Lord, we refuse to lose any of your children to the world. We refuse to lose any of them to the enemy in the name of Jesus. Gather us together once again as the shepherd gathers his flock. Gather us together, Lord. Bring us back together again. Deliver us from all places where we have been entangled. From all places and all situations. Any bondage, anything that is holding us down, Lord, this afternoon, we release them. We release them in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for hearing us in the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you honor.
your house. Thank you, Lord. It is by grace. For we could have been just like our brothers and our sisters. And we could have been out there. But Lord, by your grace, you have kept us in our senses. And you have preserved us in the house. By your grace, we see the value of remaining in the house. We thank you, Lord. Now, Lord, we pray for our brothers and our sisters out there. That you touch them, Lord. That they will also come to themselves. And say, I will arise and I will go back to the Father's house. I will go back to church. I will go back to my family. I will go back to my brothers and my sisters. I will go back where I belong. I will go back to serve again. And I'm returning with a servant. I'm returning to do something in the Father's house. I'm returning to remain and not go out there again. you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come worship with us at the Kodesh Family Church located at 1810 Randall Avenue, Bronx, New York at 2 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you.